October 28th, everyone. Welcome to Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we discuss all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today we are talking about Treehouse of Horror 28 from season 29, and I thought this one was pretty good. This one was random as fuck. Actually, it had a little bit of everything. It, it certainly I, did have a little bit of everything. It had the it? creepiness. It had some disturbing moments for one segment, and then another segment was just plain out disgusting. It, and I, I, I completely forgot. Was so, the last episode, like, decent, or was that, like, the really boring yes. one with Godzilla? Uh, that The Godzilla no, one was the one before, before the last that. one. Okay. All right, yeah. The um, uh, I will say this, though. We've been watching a lot of these uh, for obvious reasons. and You don't say. And I can honestly say, from <laughs> me remembering all these treehouses, I've never had a oh moment. The um, uh, we had a lot of laughs, a lot yeah. of really hard laughs, but never like the good old fashioned oh shit. They haven't had one of those. What moment was that for you? Well, I'll talk about it when we hey, talk about I the episode. I don't rem- like remember watching an episode of the treehouse where I'm just like into it from start to finish. Like there was nothing there that kind of took me out and i was you know bored i literally legitimately was having a blast watching this episode but i thought you were having a blast watching the raven because it's your favorite episode yes it is (laughs) the peaks and valleys of of these different segments but uh yeah this this was definitely uh a better episode than certainly ones that we've had in the past oh yeah especially even the past couple ones have have done this is definitely a better one but it it, it was definitely one of the weirdest ones, though, that I've seen. Yes. Um, uh, if not one of the weirdest ones I've seen in a while. It was weird, but the weirdness actually paid off in this one. Mm-hmm. wasn't so Unlike much an acid 26. trip. Yeah. The it's, acid trip. It hasn't felt like an Halloween episode in a while. So the, this this one right here felt it. Yeah. So should we get right into it then? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So they actually gave the intro to this one a title, The Sweets Hereafter. And in this, it's 3D animated, and there's a bowl of candy outside of a house on Halloween night, and the candy is alive, and it's Simpsons characters, so like Bart, Marge, Homer are all candy bars, Uh, Lisa is an apple, Maggie is one of those ring pops. I didn't even notice Maggie was in there. Yep, yeah, she was kind of just in the corner, but she was there. And Bart's afraid, what if somebody takes him? And Lisa's like, nobody ever takes me. They must think there's a razor blade in me. Because she's an apple. And Bart says, yeah, that's why nobody wants you. Yeah. So then in comes Shauna, Jimbo's girlfriend. A kind of freaky looking 3D animation of her. And she's reaching into the bowl for some candy. And Homer, trying to protect his family, offers up Grandpa or Senior Mints. <laughs> and so she takes the Senior Mints and eats Grandpa Simpson. Oh, I forgot to mention, too. Also in the bowl were 3D animated Kang and Kodos. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's Didn't it. even say anything. They were just there. Yes. So I guess that's our Kang and Kodos moment for this year. Yep. Yep. 
So the night goes by and it's the morning after November 1st, it's daylight and all that's left in the bowl is the Simpsons family candies. And the owner of the house brings the bowl inside, puts it up on a high shelf to be forgotten forever. And next to them is an Easter basket with a chocolate bunny who's saying they're going to forget you up here. And the Easter bunny's basically gone mad with laughter, hysteria, and Homer starts eating the chocolate bunny. Because why not? It's Homer. And either Marge or Lisa tells him, no, Marge tells him not to. And Homer says, don't worry, chocolate doesn't feel pain. But, oh, but he does. (laughs) Chocolate Bunny's just screaming in agony. And Lisa says, Dad, I can't stand listening to all this horror. And as the Chocolate Bunny is screaming, Homer says, all right, I'll fix it. And he bites off the Chocolate Bunny's mouth, which promptly (laughs) takes away the bunny's speech. Yeah, it's fucked up. One way to do it. And the family proceeds to eat the chocolate bunny. So that's the first bit of cannibalism <laughs> in this episode <laughs> of Treehouse Horror. There's more to come. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then off to the side on the wall, it says the Simpsons Easter special, but the chocolate from the chocolate bunny splashes onto that title to reveal Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 28. That's End of intro. I liked this one a lot. All right. It was definitely one of the more out there ones, but it wasn't too out there. It was unique. It was out there enough. It was unique and it it felt Mm -hmm. earned. Yeah. It was unique and they're they're definitely taking advantage of experimenting with different types of animation the last like few episodes. I think this was a parody of that one movie that Sausage came out. Sausage Party. Yeah, Sausage Party yeah. or Fest, whatever the hell it was called. Sausage Party. I forgot I watched yeah. that. That was actually decent. I don't know. The, uh, that movie just... Ugh. It was... Eh. Brennan's going to check on the, the actual dates you don't, to see if they... You don't yeah, like food they, orgies? Yeah, Sausage Party was the year before this. So, there we go. I liked this more than the actual movie. Yeah, I agree. By, like, a lot. Mark, tell us about our first story... The Exorcist. <laughs> I uh, wonder what this is going to be about. Uh, so it starts out, this is essentially a Exorcist parody. The, so it starts out with a archaeological dig, digging up um, several different uh, artifacts, then digs up a, um, a demon statue. Which Bazuzu. I, was a Bazuzu. Which, with a P, apparently. Um, which is, which originally they actually dubbed over, you're going to have to, uh, let me know about this joke, but when the statue was showing, it actually showed a name before. Matt and Groening. They, it was Matt Groening. Yeah. Matt Groening. Is that was that one of the writers the of creators. Simpsons or who is? Oh that? dear. I, I don't. I don't know, dude. He's the creator. Oh, that he's a demon. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he created the Simpsons. Out. He created Futurama. He, he he is the name behind the Simpsons. Mark. Sorry. Look. Me. We'll give him props for Futurama. That show's phenomenal. This show, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I just no. I don't, sorry, man. I, I don't have a catalog of names of uh, of these people. So excuse yeah, you, me. You got to remember, me and Mark are the two who don't give a shit about this show for the most True. part. True. Me, it's fair no, I, I, See, well, there's fair a enough. difference. Like, I, I have a <laughs> passive attitude towards it. You have a blind hatred of it. I don't have a blind hatred towards this. I have a blind hatred towards the Raven. Mark, get it right. You bastard! There was one segment you hated. Yes, more there was. Than yes, there was. We have nope. it on tape. The uh, yes, there was. We will go back. Raven is the worst. We will Roll go the back, tape. You son of a bitch. Roll the tape. The um. Uh, so 
Uh, so they, they go ahead and throw that statue into an Amazon box, and then they ship it over to the Simpsons. And uh, Marge is hanging out in Maggie's room. Uh, she takes, takes out the statue, and apparently it's a gift to Maggie. And the and then I guess Homer got it for her as a gift. Yeah, so Marge is all excited, like, it's Maggie's, Maggie, it's your first Pazuzu. Your daddy got it for you because why did you order this for her? I thought it was pizza. The, uh, and this is, all right, I'll send it back tomorrow. Oh my God, that's stupid. Anyway, so. It's Homer. Yeah, that's true. um, So anyway, so they go ahead and um, it it has the ability to hypnotize people. So I guess the statue was staring at Homer. His eyes turn red, very much like the statue. And then he says, you know, hey, you're going to hang out here uh, with the demon statue. I'm going to go downstairs and have a uh, dinner party. Well, as he is singing about the uh, statue to Maggie, all of her toys come alive. And oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, so there's a lot of good background gags. The uh, the blocks turn to 666. Uh, the books um, uh, light on fire. And in one of the, the best of the background gags, her uh, cowboy uh, toy pulls out his pistol and shoots himself underneath the gym. Um, which I liked the etch sketch. Uh, yeah, I was etching, about to say, I'm out of here, and it just rolls away. The etch sketch just essentially writes peace out and then just leaves. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I kind of like the elves on crying blood. Yo, yeah, the yeah, that was cool. Just, like taking something so innocent of a child and just that was cool. The um, yeah, it was fucked up. The it was really it was it's it's always awesome. nice to hear uh, Zach get a reaction out of him when it comes to anything that's going on in The Simpsons. So that so you know it cuts through. So, um, uh, so it's uh, funny. The Simpsons got progressively slightly better, and the Simpsons, uh, the Family Guy, got worse. Brendan's very proud of himself with that. <laughs> anyway, the uh, Maggie finally gets totally possessed, um, and then reenacts the whole situation from uh, the ac- movie The Exorcist. There's a dinner party going on downstairs. Um, she does not um, do the whole come downstairs and pee on the carpet thing, though. She actually floats down um, and says that I am, you know, a, a Zuzu. They no, uh, alive just want to like say that. huge missed opportunity here James Earl Jones could have done that voice and it would have been fan fucking tastic actually that would that would have yeah, been that awesome that would have been cool yeah the um uh, yeah but that, they have another guest voice in a later segment that's we'll get to that they do fair yeah. enough um yeah. so uh, she goes ahead and um and um uh, and, and harasses everybody in the party um, the uh, she ends up uh, taking out. Uh, I think it was the, the it's the minister's wife. Yep. Um, uh, who is just was bitching up a storm about the refreshments. Marge is like, thank God. The uh, you which, got the generic cola. The uh, <laughs> like uh, that's such life. a it, it, you know what and, I, and the uh, all I can think of was like Sarah and Lily during that joke because I know if they were here oh, they would God. laugh their asses off because yeah. that's such a that's a chick joke like that's a. It's like, yep, that's that's pretty true. The, Wait, um, really? It, oh, yeah, chicks would certainly want other chicks to die. The um, it happened. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, wait, I thought we were talking about the cola thing. No, 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 no. Oh. God, no. The um, just just women being bitches to each other at parties and being slightly passive aggressive. Yeah, uh, the uh, happens um, all the time. It progresses uh-huh. when you get older. They, the, then they turn to Karens. <laughs> the, and that and and the the minister's daughter is definitely a fucking Karen. Wife. The a wife, yeah. yeah whatever. Oh, yeah. The um, uh, definitely a fucking Karen. Yeah. The um, She's like, wait, is, what the hell do they hate cola for? So um, uh, so and then Doctor uh, Herbert um, Hibbert. Uh, Hibbert. I always mess up his name. Hibbert. Herbert. Um, yes, that. 
Uh, so he uh, he says, someone's getting through to their terrible twos. Someone's having an affair with your nurse. <laughs> the um, which is actually a pretty good old moment all by itself, which yeah. is great. The um, when he takes her temperature, it's you know it's 127. I guess something's wrong. The um, and then she proceeds to take the thermometer and stab him in the neck with it. The uh, um, they go ahead and uh, call the um, goes to the next scene. They're calling a priest uh, to come out there. They got her all tied up. Um, and then um, uh, the priest shows up, and there's a special appearance by the leprechaun, yep. who has randomly been showing up in the last this several episodes. I don't know why all of a sudden. Not that we're complaining. No, not necessarily. Uh, it's just an odd a, time for him to show up. His appearances are just kind of like random and not funny, though. Like uh, the character is hilarious. It's, just, <laughs> it's well, like it's, it's funny because he like puts him in a ziploc ziploc bag and pretty much suffocates. Slowly <laughs> dies. Yeah, know, so just, that was funny. I feel like they could do something funnier. Like I, I, don't I want know. them to an, do an more Irish with Catholic guy. priest with a leprechaun in his bag. That makes sense to me. Well, yeah. I don't know, I just didn't think it was that funny. Which sucks, because the leprechaun was fucking hilarious. The leprechaun is hilarious, and actually, if memory serves correctly, I really enjoyed that episode. I would have loved to have seen the little leprechaun just bounce with, or just battle with Pazuzu. It's kind of like ever since that Avatar spoof, it's like the leprechaun has become the new King Kodos, because they've kind of been light on King Kodos since that one. Yeah. Wait, has he, wait oh, yeah. where the hell did he appear Ooh. in the fucking Avatar episode? No, he, he didn't appear in the... I'm saying since the Avatar episode, yeah. since that one was pretty much a King Kodos overload that didn't work. Oh, okay, because he's been in like know. the past four, I want to say. Yeah. Not that much, but he has, he has been making more appearances since that one. It's enough to notice. Yeah. The, uh, okay, he's been in at least three, I know that much. At least over the past couple episodes. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, agreed. The, he, uh, was, he was in the intro for 27. He was also in the episode before that. I don't remember what, but yes. he was in the episode yes, before that. Yes, he was. And I feel like he was probably in like somewhere between the two episodes before that as well. I think so as well. Yeah. I, 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 again, back. I'm confident he's been in at least four. Either way, this is yeah. at least three in a row. It's probably it's in. probably four in the last ten. Yeah. The um. Uh, I would say five. I don't think I don't think it's nah. that. I don't think it's that tight. Hardy Shark. The Hardy uh, Shark. <laughs> um, uh, he is a funny character, though. I will give you that. I just love the way he just gets angry. And just so and the then, cliche Irish voice. Just Hardy Shark. It's fucking hilarious. The um, uh, that's an easy joke for Zach. Um, uh, the uh, it's always a win. Anyway, yeah, Irish and Italian jokes. Love them. The uh, and I'm both. Hate um, uh, that's hate it. Wait. Love them. Then uh, the next line leads into my favorite line of the entire segment and my good old O moment. Which which was like night. Um, uh, he uh, he tell the priest tells Homer and Marge because uh, before he showed up, Ned tied Maggie down with that's right. Bible ribbons. That's right. Um, and then she beat the shadow. Yeah, four Bible ribbons, one for each arm and leg. So she's tied to the crib at the wrists and the ankles, and she's just floating above the crib. And she uses telekinetic powers to basically beat up Ned. And choke him to death with the toy police car. <laughs> Which they fucked up because he wasn't beheaded. I know, right? So anyway. That is a good point. Um, when the uh, priest arrives, he tells Homer and Marge to cut her loose. And Homer and Marge is like, why? He says to them, if you can't trust a Catholic priest with a child, who can you trust? <laughs> and, and oh, oh, that, oh that worked. That that that, work. that, that worked. That up. means two things. The, um, that means it means one, one thing. thing, and that's it. Um, the Bellity. I've laughed really hard at this show. I've snickered. 
I've rolled my eyes. I've groaned. I've never had a good old-fashioned, oh, shit, moment. All I could think was felony, 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 felony. And then I also <laughs> laughed at Zach's reaction. Um, uh, we gotta, we gotta figure out this felony count, man. It's gotta be up to no. two hundred at this point. Keep going. <laughs> the, but, um, uh, but yeah, that was a good old fashioned oh moment that I really enjoyed. Uh, and uh, he went ahead and pulled out his cross and said, um, you know, the power of Christ compels you, uh, or something to that. Demon be gone. Or Demon be gone. Something, something generically that. Demon be gone. Three times. Yeah, and Homer actually complained. He's like, "That's all. That, that's all you're gonna do." And, he, and he's like, "Well, you have to say it three times. It's like, that's gonna make a difference." Then, demon you know, be gone. And then demon be gone. And then uh, the demon was gone. In fact, um, uh, Maggie floated back down into the crib. Everything was cool. And, and then the priest said, "Be quiet now. Azuzu is somewhere in the place." And then all of a sudden, Bart's head started spinning like Maggie had done uh, during that segment. And finally realizes Zuzu's trying to escape out of Bart's stomach because it's like, I've never met a soul so black as Bart's. Get me the hell out of here. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. <laughs> Wait, did he say cinnamon? No, no. but I oh. wish he did. I was about to say, that holy shit. Awesome. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, Different uh, demon, though. The, true, but still would have been fun. The um, and, and, then I, and then I believe the episode uh, came to a conclusion after that. Yeah, Bart did ask Pazuzu to grow him some horns, and at first it was like these little nubs, and Homer made fun of him for it, and then the horns just grow like super big and basically impale Homer through the nose. At least, at least, at least, I, at least I can get out of jury duty now, mm. and then he, and then it shows him with jury duty with the horn inside of him. Don't exactly, <laughs> yep. and then yep. then then the episode ends. That's also accurate. The uh, I think this is a pretty fun segment. It's probably my favorite, se- uh, one of my favorite segments of the whole episode. I didn't enjoy it. Um, some good animation, some good stories. This some, one was a little bit better than average, but yeah. The uh, you just saying it's a little bit better than average mm-hmm. is, is it means it's really good. The um, definitely ramped up the the creepy uh, factor for sure because they they were lacking the last like yeah seven episodes just, and maybe maybe more than that. I just really would have loved to have seen more of that leprechaun. I really enjoyed this sure. one too. Um, the Exorcist is one of my favorite, not just favorite horror movies, but favorite movies in general. You mean trilogy, right? And I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Brandon, you mean trilogy, right? Exorcist 2 is a disaster. Exorcist 3 is actually pretty darn underrated. Like I said, trilogy, right? <laughs> Do you want to talk about the prequels? Mm, no. No, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that. This is a fun segment. Uh, the um, I love the animation. There was a couple... Really uh, great insults traded back and forth. I did love the the whole thing. You know, you know, someone's got the terrible twos. Someone's sleeping with your, with their nurse. And he's like, <laughs> no. And then he with his wife directly Good. behind him. She also kills Hibbert with the thermometer as well, which is pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome. through his throat. Yeah, he throated with mercury, essentially. The um, uh, yeah, the, and then all the background gags, all the toys was fun. The uh, so yeah, this is definitely an overall really good segment, and I would dare to say that it actually was. Like David was saying, it was pretty good from start to finish. There wasn't a lot of lulls in that particular segment. My biggest problem with it was there's a lot of opportunities I saw to make it even better, but they just weren't there. So that's yeah. Uh, I mean, compared to the last fucking ten episode or ten episodes we were watching, this one is up there. Yeah, it's definitely up there, um, comparative, because the last the last ten episodes overall have been 
either average or below average. There's so, been some good ones. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I definitely yeah. agree. There's been some great ones. My favorite, ep- my favorite segment of all time is in the last ten. The um, fucking Lorax joke. I still don't know why I find it so fucking funny. Dude. Right. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about those ones today. Fair enough. But yeah, overall, really, really good segment. I highly enjoyed it. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I really liked this one too. So I think we're good to move on to segment two. Zach, tell us about Cora Lisa. So it starts off with uh, Lisa in her room. It's uh, 3D animation. And she beheads herself. End of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad you could show up today. Um, yeah. Well, it's a Lisa doll being made. That was a Lisa doll? Yeah, if, if you've yeah. seen Coraline, you would... Yeah, yeah. That, that's the problem. I haven't seen the movie, and I want to. I really do. I'm just lazy when it comes to watching a lot of movies. But, okay, anyways, that's the intro to the intro. So, um, it starts, Lisa and the family are all having breakfast, I believe, in the kitchen. And Lisa asks, who wants to go pick up trash? Nobody. Nobody wants to do anything with Lisa because she's boring as fuck. So she goes up to her room, hates her family, and then the cat just discovers this little secret compartment in her room. She opens the door, the cat runs in. Snowball, you can't go in there! She follows the cat, the cat can talk. Mm-hmm. Wait, you can talk? Yes, on this plane of the universe, cats are very intelligent. Ooh, shiny! She's just flashing a flashlight around and he's just chasing the flashlight. And I just want to point something out. This show would be a whole lot better if that cat talked way more often. She goes to the other dimension and it's this well 3D animated, uh, essentially Coraline-like universe, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And uh, it's perfect. Lisa loves it. Um, she figures out quickly that uh, if she wants to live here, she's going to get have to get buttons sewn into her eyes. So she leaves, goes back to her uh, original uh, dimension, realizes her family is fucking stupid, and she's like, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna go get the buttons, and just live there. Lisa's been missing for a while, the family goes and investigate, Bart finds the secret compartment, he decides to stay over there too. Marge goes in, she stays too, Homer goes in, why the fuck did everybody stay here? Kind of gets into a little debacle with the family, Homer loses his a uh, fake Homer loses his head, or other dimension Homer, and, uh... Yeah, things just kind of progress, and then they all end up living in the original dimension. And uh, Homer's glad that there's now an extra Homer that can go to parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> and so then that Homer comes home and says, Bart drew this picture of his family, and now we're going to be visited by a social worker and an exterminator. <laughs> Which the creepy Marge uh, proceeds to whip out every weapon she can find in her bug-like form and just say, I'm ready for war! Oh, yeah, this yep. part that Zach missed, uh, she turns into a giant bug. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Uh, when when mm. the shit goes down with Homer. Yeah, which that's also from Coraline. Mm. Yeah. My favorite part is, like, um, the first segment transitioned to the second one with Maggie still feeling the effects from being Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Zuzu, about that. Yeah. Which the vomiting was fucking gross, by the way. They did a fucking great job animating that. Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. They yelled my... It's not... Like, that was a... I've seen tie-ins that they've done before. Mm-hmm. This one actually worked. Yeah, it did. It worked a lot. Like the consistency between the episodes was nice. Yeah, because like for the this segment, they didn't want to do anything. Because yeah. the reason they didn't want to do anything with Lisa, or at least one of Marge's reasons, was eh, Maggie still got a touch of Pazuzu. And Homer <laughs> says at least she didn't throw up. And then that's when Maggie just vom- projectile vomits, and she actually launches herself into yeah. the other room, and green thick vomit is just spraying all yep. over the kitchen i lo- love Mar- marge's reaction too she's she's like everywhere except the sink Great. <laughs> it's a little overdone yeah. but that's what makes it funny so this segment i think definitely benefits you a lot if you have seen the Coraline movie i haven't so 
It was just kind of meh for me. I've seen bits and parts of it. Um, I really appreciate the animation that they did. To oh, yeah, of, I, absolutely. Know. They've this whole episode in general like their animation has been great like i like the fact that they did a lot of 3d animation yeah. this time around to kind of differentiate i think things. lisa made like a comment like this animation is great for being the a Halloween mid-segment oh yeah mid-segment. yeah <laughs> good old Which, that was a weird comment to make because like the episodes that are like the best are very inconsistent like yeah, it's not like true. when they first started where their first episode was their best one yeah the um but, i will state the state the obvious in the situation I would say that all of the Treehouse of Horror episodes that were direct parodies, you really do have to see those movies in order for them to benefit, um, or at least 90% of them, the, um, uh, to really, really enjoy them. The, I think the only exception that I can actually remember right now, ironically enough, is actually the Exorcist episode, the, uh, the segment we just did. Um, I, even if you haven't seen the full movie The Exorcist, I think you, you would still enjoy that. But for the mass majority of just me remembering off the top of my head from all the parody segments that they've done, I would say that you have to have seen the movie in order to really enjoy it. I know there have been a few that have been able to stand on their own. They're not coming to me right yeah. now, but There's only I'm, I'm sure you can find them in our earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of parody episodes that are actually like decent or bearable to watch, but most of their parody episodes I can't stand because they're boring as fuck most of the time. Not all the time, but yeah. most. Especially in the early days. Good lord. The Godzilla one. Godzilla and King Homer. <laughs> yeah, those are both. Especially Godzilla. Holy those, hell. Those are both disasters. Yeah, I've seen Coraline many times, and I think they did a pretty decent job at it. I like that they got Neil Gaiman, the author of the book, to be the voice of Snowball. Really? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Rock and roll. That's, that's actually pretty cool. So, uh, quick question. Yeah. Coraline was that a Tim Burton directed one or one no. that he just kind of took? Credit? He had nothing in the uh, Yeah, but everybody it. just—it was directed by Henry Selleck, who's the director of Night Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for that Same. guy. I feel yeah. so bad for that fucking guy. That guy can't take credit for anything. No. Everyone oh. thinks that everything that man's ever done, this fucking Tim, Tim Burton, Burton did. Yep. I feel awful. <laughs> The oh my, because I literally said he directed Nightmare Before Christmas, and they put Tim Burton's fucking name above the title. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck you, man! It's Tim Burton's movie now." Yep. I, I always love that. You, you can tell that to somebody, but like, no, Tim Burton did it. Oh, so, like it was like the Nightmare Before Christmas survey. If you ask ten, ten people, anything else who directed Nightmare Before Christmas, nine would would say Tim, Tim Burton, Burton yep. and the one person would say, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, oh man. It really is tragic. The, um, I want you to think it was temper. Either way, Coraline's a really good movie, so I do recommend it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do think they did a pretty good job with it here. He's actually got a really cool voice. Does he, I, I, does he do any of like the, um, uh, I'm assuming that a lot of these are based on books as well. Does he do any kind of audio uh, stuff? Because he has a really cool voice. I'm sure he has. I, don't, I actually haven't really read much. I don't think I've read any Neil Gaiman now that I think about it. Um, but he did write The Sandman for DC Comics okay. back in the 80s. Uh, he, and this also is not the first time he did a guest voice on The Simpsons either. Really? There is an episode called The Book Job where Homer and Bart get a group of people together and they basically group write a young adult novel. And Neil Gaiman is one of their gang members. It's a spoof of heist movies, essentially. That is awesome. And it's actually one of the better episodes from the recent era of Simpsons. It's really good. 
I recommend it, but he plays himself in that one. That's pretty cool. Awesome. He's, again, he's got a really cool voice. He does have a good yeah, voice. He does. This one was pretty straightforward. Yeah. It was enjoyable. If you've seen Coraline, you'll probably get more out of it because uh, the animation side of the 3D is pretty close to it. Uh, Coraline was stop motion animation, not three, not. 3D animated, or not computer animated, I should say. The Talking Cat is also straight out of Coraline as well. And of course, uh, Spider Mom is also out of there. And the Button Eyes. So they, you can tell this is this segment was written by somebody who's actually seen the movie and maybe read the book. I don't know, I never read the book, but never. I'm assuming the book's pretty close. I will say this, this episode did make me actually want to watch the movie a little bit more now. You should see it. You'll yeah. like it. It's oh, I, I, again, I've wanted to. Just it's one of those things where it's not really been a priority the, on my list. Uh, the, um, Among the billion other pictures I need to see and shows. 2009 animated movies were awesome. Coraline. Toy Story 3? Ugh. No, that was the year after. Oh, yeah. nine was up from Pixar. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox was that, that year. Oh, that's the um, Wes Anderson one. Yeah, and good movie. Not my time. An Irish animated movie called The Secret of Kells, which is freaking awesome. If you've never the seen Secret it, Secret of Kells. Kells. K E L L S. Kells. Okay. See it. What's it about? Just see it. Okay. T- t- take his judgment. Yeah, call on that. Alrighty, sorry, sorry, sorry. The um, uh, so the um. It's always nice when you know when writers actually watch the you know movies that they're gonna parody. I, you know, I think that's a it's a good thing opposed to other ones and other episodes when they had no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. All right, David, tell us about our grand finale of Treehouse Twenty Eight. All right. Mm, Homer. Yeah. The disturbing mm. segment of this episode. Or should also be titled Homer, What the Fuck? Oh my god, yes. So we start off with Lisa um, addressing the audience and literally letting us know that this episode is going to be gross. So you're essentially warning us. And if it's too much for them to handle and they want to calm down, they should watch Game of Thrones. Which I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm assuming... I'm taking the um, advice from South Park where there's a lot of floppy penises in Game of Thrones. And I'm assuming that's what she's talking about. There's a lot of dicks, tits, and disappointment at the end. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah. There's a lot of disappointment in the end. The, uh... Well... Like most of most people's sex lives. Moving on. All right, now if Mark is done talking about his own experiences, David, <laughs> keep going. So we um, transition into the segment. Um, the family is basically Marge, Lisa, and Bart and Maggie are going on a two-week vacation um, with Patty and Selma. I don't know where they're going. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Ohio. matter, but yeah, Ohio. And uh, Homer is at home alone so he starts binging essentially on everything in the house for food until he runs out and the only thing left is vegetables essentially (laughs) and he starts to freak out and he gets really fucking horrified and i I like how when he's really just searching the house for food and he finds like it's not just a few vegetables it's like two drawers in the fridge full of fresh Really good looking vegetables, and his reaction is not a morsel in the house. <laughs> uh. I feel like that's how Brandon gets whenever there's no sugar in the house. Probably. <laughs> that seems accurate. 
That's because it is accurate. Yeah. At least I can cook. Keep oh. going. Um, yeah, and so he finally opens the freezer and there's one lonely frozen hot dog in there that he takes and he starts grilling that outside and he's putting, you know, everything on ingredient wise and he takes it off the grill, it's still frozen. Oh, uh, he's trying to cut it. He's trying to cut slits in it. He's trying to cut slits in it. He cuts his finger off. And while he cuts his finger out, the dog, uh, Santa's little helper, grabs the hot dog and eats it. Essentially leaving Homer with no food. And he notices his finger on the freaking grill. And it seems very appetizing for him. And he winds up eating his freaking finger. And he realizes that he himself is the perfect ingredient. Um... And he loses pretty much his appetite for any regular food because Ned invites him for dinner or for lunch, and he all he sees is himself as a turkey. <laughs> so he starts essentially turning into a cannibal, and is eating a self himself. cannibal. A self cannibal, by the way. Which I think there is a technical term for that, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't remember what it is. There, there, there is. There is an actual disease. I, fucking disturbing. Because um, he starts cutting off everything. limbs. Yeah, everything. Everything. He's frying up his whole fucking... He's literally cutting his toes, his fingers. Resort to wearing like oven mitts to kind of hide. He takes a cheese grater to his the scalp. scalp. The, okay. and, and there's like just a... little flakes going into what yeah. looks to be a stew of some sort. And I'm like, oh god. The So, okay. So, there has been several warnings over the years from simpsons mm-hmm. like this is too scary or congress did this whatever but they've always just been jokes correct yeah. this is the one that's actually earned <laughs> i think maybe it was on purpose because i think they realized that and they think that we're gonna think they're full of shit and they weren't full of shit I, <laughs> they I, got us no, by the no. way uh the term is auto cannibalism all right oh. okay the uh yeah yeah, this, I looked it up. Yeah. So it was the, bothering me. Uh, fair enough. The, I didn't want to know that. The, uh, well, now you do. The uh, and and that's exactly what happened. It was a false sense of security because we've been told and warned all those times, yeah. and they've all been bullshit. And they were like, "Ah, this is gonna be bullshit." Mm, it wasn't. No, he takes a corkscrew to his friggin' ear and takes out some of his brain fluid and just. Use it at uses at uh, like ranch dressing or something. Jeez. Takes a wrench a to one of his sauce. teeth and use that as a cupcake topper. Yeah, that was disturbing, like a motherfucker, man. Do you even want to know what the cupcake was made of? No, no. It was a chocolate cupcake. It looks like chocolate. <laughs> That's where I was going. Oh, oh God! I, just, oh. I wanted you guys to follow me down that path. I, we we got it. We got it. That's gross. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Son of a um, bitch. The family come home. All right. He obviously freaks out. Um, they notice that he's, what, 30 pounds less, maybe more? And can't walk. And can't walk? He's 20 pounds skinnier, and he has a limp, and he's wearing oven mitts. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, at one point, I'm pretty sure he cut off his leg. His shoe leg. is clipped to his pant leg. Yeah. I didn't even he was missing, that. He's missing his leg, essentially. Not yet. Yeah. Or part of his... Well, he might be missing one of them. Yeah. At, le- at least part of it. Or at least his foot. Yeah. So, 
she's obviously suspicious. Um, he wakes up at, you know, midnight or whatever and is pretty much cooking downstairs and Marge is like, well, you know what's bad for you to, you know, cook during the night while she's walking down the stairs and notices that his whole leg is in the fryer and she's just so fucking disturbed. This is the worst, the, the worst time in our marriage, and everything else is like even more than yes, even yep. more than that time. Yeah, she, was, <laughs> she was legit speechless at first. The uh, yes, he's literally just. It, you know, it would have been funnier if he had it on a rotisserie thing, but he had his whole leg and foot just like, just circling in this uh, pan, yeah. this frying pan, and it, it looked gold and glistening too yeah. on top of it all. She's just like. Uh, Essentially, his whole midsection is just gone at the point. He's on a stool cooking his fucking leg. So, yeah. <laughs> we have that. And then they end up in and therapy. And they end up in therapy. Yep. An addiction counselor voiced by William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist. Nice. Oh, was that Would you look at that? Yeah. So, yeah. He realizes that he has a problem. So there's the marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, it's the marriage counseling, and then what else? Where Homer is literally half of Homer. Yeah. The um, and Marge ends up leaving him. Yeah, yeah and then there's sh- uh, some chef comes in, and the uh, therapist leaves, saying, "I have to go become famous, talking about By you now." Yeah. And then some chef I don't fucking remember. A famous but... chef who does not care for the term chef. Yeah, who doesn't care for the term. I'm assuming he has he has some kind of fucking show. Yeah, he's probably some celebrity chef. I don't watch. Yeah, like so I, I'm sure somebody knows who he is. He's one of those who's like in search of the um, like different ingredients to use. Essentially, he found them. So yeah, yep. He uses Homer for that. Essentially, feeds the whole neighborhood with Homer or what's left of Homer, and then every food chain uses that same ingredient, mm-hmm. and everyone turns into cannibals, and then we end up in heaven, where Homer is an angel and he starts. He says a comment to Jesus. He says, do you know what it's like to have people feast upon your own body? Yeah, every Sunday, pal. (laughs) And Homer starts eating his own, rips off his wing and starts eating it. And Jesus says, yeah, you don't get any more of those. (laughs) He doesn't stop eating himself. No. What in in the actual, not theoretical, but actual fuck did did I just watch? I don't fucking know. It was fucking disturbing. The uh, it was in like and, and not only that, like there was it was disturbing before it got to the thing. He was brushing his teeth with mayonnaise. Thank yeah. you. That is the only part that really fucked with me. I'm like, you fucking monster. The uh, that was mayonnaise. That was disgusting. Like seriously, mayonnaise is that what? Like I hate mustard, ketchup, and all that shit. Mayonnaise will make me puke. It is fucking disgusting. Mayonnaise, mayo, I don't give a shit. It's the same fucking crap. It is disgusting. It is a crime against humanity. It needs to burn in hell with the hellfire and brimstone that it came from out of Satan's glorified asshole. What's disgusting is they mix those ingredients now and they sell it. The, uh... Yeah, don't don't feel that way about mayonnaise. Just think it's nasty that somebody's brushing their teeth with it. That's all. They um, didn't have that strong of an, appeal, an opinion. I like chicken salad sandwiches. The, Probably hates um, mayo more than salad as well, don't you? I, I don't even know what that is. Uh, the um, <laughs> but this yeah, this is a fucking disturbing episode. And I, actually, I would dare to say this is the most disturbing um, segment that I have ever seen in Simpsons. 
Period. I agree with that. The teeth pulling to put on top of the cupcake was freaking disgusting. Teeth with mayonnaise. Yeah, the uh, like stuck on the mayonnaise thing. It's disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting. But like, there were so many other shit in this episode. I will say though that I did laugh at a few, a few moments. So the so the episode wasn't a total waste. Um, but it was most. I'm gonna remember it for being utterly disturbing. The um, way let me ask you this, Mark: good disturbing or bad disturbing? Like, is it too disturbing that you wouldn't recommend it to somebody, or do you still recommend mm-hmm. it? I, you know what? I don't know. Like, that's that's the weird part about that. I I don't know because because I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, I'm enjoying some of the jokes and some of the other things, but there's part of it that you know, it's kind of like watching a. a like a car wreck. Okay, I'll say that. this. It's not on the level of like two girls, one cup or some dumb shit like that. No, no, not that. But no. but it but it certainly is like I wouldn't I think it was because of all the false sense of security over the years of them doing those warnings and You I'm kinda like, make it sound like somebody's gonna go in watching the Pain Olympics or something like that. I think no. I think Mark's offended and wanted a better warning. They don't, no, <laughs> he's like, one of the moms. And, and the way Mark talks about those past warnings, it sounds like Mark is the only person in existence who actually tried to take those warnings seriously. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, so, show of hands. Who thinks that's what Mark sounds like when he talks about those warnings? Oh my god. Three to one, Mark. To be fair, even Mark's raising his hand with a Mountain Dew bottle. And our audiences are probably raising their hands too. Of course I knew knew they were bullshit. Thus, I thought this one would be bullshit. It was not. All of our fans are like, yep. The um, uh, the uh, all twenty three of them. Oh, I was the, gonna say, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say five, but okay. The um, uh, thank you, thank thank you all twenty three of you. Uh, or five, one, whatever so you are. I'm the most pessimistic of us. There's at least two because I listen to them. The um, uh, oh, you're the two listeners I keep seeing on Spotify or just Anchor. No, no, I, I listen on YouTube. Anyway, the uh, yeah, you know what though, I'm gonna have to say with good disturbing Brandon because I did enjoy quite a few seg- you know parts of this. And I did laugh at it. It was certainly it's certainly shocking because I mean I'm not wasn't used to that type of situation from The Simpsons of all places. The uh, it's so Homer. you didn't think this was going to happen at some point in his life? Uh, no, it never really crossed my mind, Zach. Um, uh, the, that he would that he would get so hungry that he eats himself. It's he Homer. Even, he even says at one point, "Man, I'm really going a long way not, not to leave the, the house." <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, really. Far beyond the long way, um, but but yeah, the, the the whole joke about um, uh, you know this is the worst thing that, that I've ever witnessed in our marriage. He's like even more than that. Yes, even more than that thing. That was pretty. Funny. That was that was pretty funny. So mind you, I think this is what Zach expected from like a Halloween Treehouse episode. I think oh, this is what he expected for like all thirty-one episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be all disturbing and all and, and all disgusting. I mean, this is what I would expect too for a Halloween episode. You know, the um, I yeah, like. I, I like, think it definitely harkens back to the old days. Yes. of like the David Merkin era, where his philosophy was the Halloween specials should be both funny and creepy. And I, and I get that, and I like I like when it's well balanced. Um, I think this is a if it was going to be a little bit more teetered on the horror side. The uh, the episode that, for me that was perfect balance of story, character, comedy, and horror was the Dolphin episode. That's a like perfect balance. Of uh, of an episode, this was definitely more leaning on the horror side. But yeah, that's not yeah. Ne- and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Which that what, one was definitely one of the most memorable ones. Which what also makes this one more disturbing is they don't play it as horror. 
no. they do keep the tone like light and fluffy and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. comedic, <laughs> but it's the situation is just so out there. It's disturbing enough on its own and didn't need that horror twist to it. I will say this though. We watched a lot of episodes that were very forgettable and they're ones that we will never remember again. The, um, except with watching, we were listening to all these recordings then we were like, oh yeah, that one episode, that one thing that I'm going to forget about as soon as I am done listening to this recording. This one... I will not forget. I'm probably gonna forget about this one at some point. The uh, I, I oh, yeah, I, you're not a Simpsons fan. Well, I mean, I, there there are just some that I will remember, and there's probably only like ten or twelve segments that I will remember a hundred percent. This is definitely one of those twelve. I will always remember the first time I saw this one. Uh, this was when I was on vacation in between the two cruise ships that I worked on. Because this is around the time it would have aired, right? Yes. So this was 2017. So this was right before I came back here for a week before leaving on my my second ship. And I was sitting in my parents' living room, and this one came on, and my mom just sits down, and she's doing her sewing or something like that. And I forget at what point she does this, but it had to be... I think it was when Homer first started eating himself. I think it was with the finger. Mom just goes, ew. <laughs> Gets up and walks out of the room. Nice. What in the hell is my son watching? Oh, Which, God. bear in mind, she knows I'm into horror and everything. In fact, she encourages it, if anything, if nothing else. But this one <laughs> got her. You know, that begs the question, Mark. Have you ever seen self-cannibalism at all in a movie or just anywhere? Have you? Yes. Yep, I've seen it in several different episodes, like crime episodes and things mm. like that. I've certainly seen cannibalism in many movies. The um, not not so much self cannibalism. We're talking about self cannibalism. No auto cannibalism. A auto cannibalism. I can't think of any. Like I'm just surprised movies. that this affects you that much. It's not even about that. It's just about more about being memorable than anything. Mm-hmm. The um, I the, can um, think of one other significant instance of auto cannibalism in a piece of fiction, and that's the Stephen King short story "Survivor Type" from the Skeleton Crew short story collection. Mm. It's about a guy who is in a plane crash, or it was either a plane crash or a ship crash, but he ends up on a deserted island, nothing to eat, no food, like no fruits or any, no fruit trees or anything like that. And so basically he has to resort to cutting off his like feet and other body parts and eating himself in order to try to survive. It was actually originally supposed to be the pilot episode of Shudder's Creepshow series, mm. but they just couldn't make it work because of budgetary reasons. Yeah. However, it is going to be one of the segments in the animated special this year. That sounds like an episode I would definitely much rather see live action than animated. Like, yeah, but then, I, like I like animation and stuff like that. And I like how like just out there you can get with it. But I will still always, for the most part, prefer to see horror in live action just because yeah. it's much, it's much more visually appealing. I like seeing real gore, like real blood, guts, and violence. Animated violence is cool and stuff, but it's just not the same. Yeah, it's, it's not as for visceral. one reason or another, they yeah. just couldn't make this one work live action, I guess. Because I guess with where they're filming it, it was like they tried 
passing off a practical location for the island, but it just wasn't working. They tried doing it on doing some green screen tests, and it was like, this looks terrible. They just couldn't make it work within their budget. Do you know where they're filming these? They film in Georgia, okay. which I, I should have oh, figured that because yep. it's run by Greg Nicotero, who's heavy on Walking Dead, and that's in Georgia. So I'd imagine to keep things easy, he does both in Georgia. Okay, then that makes more sense. Yeah. Doing an island in Georgia is probably not the easiest thing in the world. Hopefully they get a budget increase sooner than later when they do it. Yeah, I've, I, I've never... Now that I can think... Um, uh, a, there, I mean, a few maybe episodes like Criminal Minds with auto-cannibalism, but I can't... I know a lot of examples of cannibalism, you know, but, but not, not, not so many with auto-cannibalism. It's not really that, that big in pop culture. Was there another one that you were thinking of, Zach? Off the top of my head, no. Like I said, I've seen every damn disgusting thing you could probably think of in the book. I'm so desensitized to shit, it's not even funny. Well, that's, so that's interesting <laughs> that, that, that Simpsons covered something that, that isn't normally like uh, done in horror. Because yeah, I, can't, I can't think of it. I can think of a lot of examples of cannibalism. It's definitely on the rarer side of things, but, you know, it has happened before. I'm sure, I'm sure. Can you think of anything, David? No. Not yeah. for Otto. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Eh, good on The Simpsons. Yeah. Cool. So with that, let's head into our ramp-up with our pick for funniest moment of this episode. We're going to have to think on that one. Definitely in the... Okay, got one. Oh, go ahead. Um, the cat. When Homer's like, how come you don't talk on this side of, you know... He's like, ah, the dog can't talk and I don't want him feeling inferior. <laughs> and the dog just kind of looks up like... <laughs> that was funny. Um, I'm between, like, all the toys in Maggie's room... Like all the little background gags with those, or if you can't trust a Catholic priest with a child, who can you trust? That one's good. That one is is that one is is my favorite, tied with a very actually a, a, more of a close second um, with the uh, um, with the doctor. You know, someone's got their terrible twos, and someone's sleeping with their nurse. The um, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. The uh, yeah, those are those are two of my favorite uh, funniest moments. Between the nurse and the uh, no, this is the worst thing our marriage has ever been through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even more than that one thing, yes. yes. Even more yeah, than that. which worst thing our marriage has ever been through. What makes that one work for me is this Marge, Marge's speechlessness at first. Like you can even see her like she's trying to think of what to say, but she just can't talk. Most disturbing, darkest, creepiest, Ugh. grossest. Fucking mayonnaise toothpaste. All right, you're gonna have to let us choose two from from that because there's just so freaking many of them um the creepiest for me is just the um decals of the elves in maggie's room crying out blood was the really creepy and disturbing and the grossest moment is her vomiting in the second segment that vomit was just so freaking thick and green you you, you took what i was gonna say because one of mine was gonna be the vomit just yeah. because of for 2d animation they really do make it look yeah thick they yeah, do that was good shit's thick if i had to choose one it would be the vomit there's a lot of disturbing moments and a lot of gross moments yeah. from from the third segment tell us about your most disturbing mark but but actually the most disturbing one is the one that i made everybody think with the when homer made the the human cupcake 
and 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 that's the one that's a that's the one you have to you start going down that rabbit hole and questioning why that know, I'm, is. I'm way more creeped out by the uh corkscrew going into his ear because he went deep with that you know, yes he did uh, i kind of just with mark's theory i i think he is just absolutely right about that because he's done there's no ingredients left in the house all right there's no fucking cake mix there's nothing but we do see him like chopping up an onion at one point, so he has used other ingredients the only in mixture. With the only thing left was the vegetables. So. The uh, so he yeah. had all, like two drawers full of that shit. Look, he checks just, out. He's right. He still <laughs> like, brushed his teeth with mayonnaise. Zach, you need to get you over it. You fucking monster! You really need to. You need to get over it. No. <laughs> Uh, least favorite segment of this episode, which all three were pretty solid. Yeah, this so is going to be a hard one to choose. This is one of the tougher ones, to choose, and it's not tough because they're all bad. It's tough because they're all good. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with two. Uh, I think two was just it, it was just a little bit more of a, a lull. I mean, there were all three of them were really good, but I think I personally I'm, I'm gonna go with what Zach was saying is that I would have enjoyed that more had I seen. Coraline, I have not seen Coraline. So am I the only one that has seen it? David? No, I've seen bits and parts of it. Okay, so yeah, you're you the only one that's seen it completely. Okay. The, so, so yeah, I gotta pick that one just based on the fact that I haven't seen the movie and there were there were a lot more lulls in that. You know, obviously three was was, you know, disturbing, but it was entertaining and it, it didn't it was and there was no lulls in three. It was it was we're up here the whole time. So I have to pick two just based on the fact that I was um, not not bored, but there were lulls. All right. Uh, Zach, why did you pick three? Eh, I mean, two was just slightly more entertaining. I mean, three was just Homer eating himself, which is whatever. So, I mean, I, I like the 3D animation in two mm-hmm. and all that. Plus, we had a talking cat in two, which, you know, talking <laughs> yeah. cat for the fucking win. Let's see why you picked that one. And then one is just violent. David? I'm going to have to go with two as my lease, just for reasons what Mark said. I have not watched the movie completely, but I enjoyed the first segment. It was super creepy, especially with Homer being possessed and in the room spinning around singing to Maggie while all these toys are just going freaking nuts. Um, The third one was super fucking disturbing and gross. So, yeah, two would have to be my least favorite segment. Two is also my least favorite. It was definitely the slowest one. And even though they hit all those Coraline beats and the style of it, it did, it does feel slow compared to one and three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, they're all good. But as we've always said, in these cases where all three are good, one has to come out on top and one has to come out on bottom. They all can't be winners. Nope. So with that, what is each of our favorite segment from this episode? One. One. All right, why do you guys choose one? Violence. Yeah, violence, it had more of the full package. Um, Beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. Great, you know, great characters in them and a lot of funny moments, disturbing moments. So there's a very good balance in in that segment. And it did have... it, And for me... Again, there's never been, there's been a lot of chuckles, a lot of laughs, a lot of eye rolls, a lot of moans, but there's never been a, oh shit, in any of these episodes, and this one was the one that had that in it, so. Shit. I, I gotta give it to that. Squirrels. 
I'm gonna have to go with one as my favorite segment. Just, I just loved how they started off with that segment and then how they finished. You know, I enjoyed just how creepy and awesome that episode was. It was so Our good segment. that it wasn't even contained to just that one. It had a little bit of bleed over into the second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I really like the first one too, but I have to go with three. It's I watching it when it first aired that one actually did have quite the impact when it first aired you brush your teeth with mayonnaise don't you no i don't and daddy that's disgusting and of course i'll always remember my mother's reaction to it as well so i have that memory going with it as going in it too but we've also talked about how it covers auto cannibalism which isn't really that common in horror so it's something unique it was able to achieve disturbingness without having a disturbing tone it just knew that this act that homer is doing is enough and it's just really entertaining and really out there rock and roll i agree yeah so yeah this was a very solid three segments i thought with a really good intro as well overall as a full package i thought this was Definitely one of the better overall episodes of Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, from complete to finish. Um, that didn't take me out. Cool. I was literally entertained. All right. And with that, thank you all for listening to today's discussion about The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 28. Be sure to listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast, wherever podcasts are available. And also look us up on social media at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and... Slasher! And of course, if you are listening slash watching to this on YouTube, please go ahead and smash that like button and press that subscribe and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on the Midwest Horror Network channel. And also, if you're listening to this on any streaming podcast service, such as Spotify and Apple Music, press that follow button so you also be notified every time we drop a new podcast just like this and the Nightmares podcast as well. Thank you so much, and we will see you tomorrow. Happy October 28th, everyone.